Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and garden. Now, coming up in today's podcast, I've had a lot of feedback on what I mentioned last week about how grow your own can help with the cost of living crisis. And we're going to be delving into that a bit further, including a few new projects I'm going to be running to facilitate this opinion. But first today, I'm on the allotment. It's the 25th of March, 2022, and I'm continuing with the allotment with the spring tidy up. Now, this seems like something that I'm constantly talking about at the moment, but I think it is important to start this off now. Now, during the week, I've been popping down and just doing little bits of weeding where I can. And I've got to say, you know, the allotment is looking all the better for it, but you just can't beat coming down on a day when you can get the lawnmower out. I don't tend to use a lawnmower in the evenings or early mornings on the allotment because I just don't think it's fair for our neighbours. So I come down here during the day on, on the weekend and lawnmower comes out and I cut the grass areas. Now all that lawn clippings I then use as a mulch on some of the beds that have got plants growing on them. And I've used the clippings today on the shallots. Now you may know the onion and the garlic beds are covered in strouch as a mulch and this strouch stuff seems to be working quite nicely it's got to be said. The weeds are just starting to come through in some places but I think they will pull out quite easy. So strouch does seem to be working so far but I, I think I will stick with grass clippings in many ways on the allotment just because it's so readily available. Now I have planted out some more garlic cloves. Now these are garlics that I'm trying to plant at the end of each month this year, up until May, just so we can see how well they perform when compared to some others. So they've gone into a bed and nothing more I can say about that. It's a bit of an experiment, something that we will find out how they get on. But I've also planted some Egyptian walking onions. These are a type of onion that I've had my eye on for quite a while and I finally got some from CD Sunday back in February. Now they get their name walking onions because what they do is they get small little onions appear on the stem just before the onion is ready for harvesting. When the stem flops over to indicate the onion is ready for harvesting, those little baby onions will then start growing in the ground and therefore start the next season's onions. And that's what I get the name walking because they appear to move. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to see just how they get on and whether they walk and how well they taste. So yeah, I've got those in the ground today at long, long last. As I mentioned in the intro, last week I've had a lot of response to how the Grow Your Own can help with the cost of living. And this has given me a bit of enthusiasm and motivation to try and help everybody facilitate this. Now for that, I've recorded what my plans are to do this. Energy prices are soaring and usually when energy prices go up, people have to tighten their wallets. They look to cut back on what they spend and often, unfortunately, this means that people buy cheaper economy food. Now, I said last week, the food that we grow can cost slightly less than economy food, but taste all the better, be a much higher quality food and be better for us. 
the feedback that I've received since that, a lot of people have completely agreed with me. Many members of the audience have said that their food bill have dropped dramatically since they've started growing their own and taking it seriously. But it's also been mentioned that it's all well and good me sitting here and saying that it can be done when I have a garden, I have an allotment, uh, I have time that I can go and do these sort of things. And not everybody has the luxury of that space and time. So it's kind of inspired me to return to the roots of what this podcast was created for. Growing food as a way to survive. We've always grown plenty of food for ourselves here. And we've passed food on to others as well. Our shopping bill is very low because of this. But for this project, what I'm going to be doing is setting up different areas to grow in as much food as we possibly can. First area, our kitchen windowsill. It's a little area that we have. We're going to grow herbs and things like that just on there. Second area would be a creation of a balcony garden. So imitating a balcony for those that live in flats. Third area, a courtyard slash patio area where we're going to be replicating those that don't have a garden but might have a courtyard or a patio area. Fourth area, our front garden, which is something that we've wanted to put into use for a while and just never really got around to doing it. This year we're going to pull our front garden and see what we can get out of that. Then, of course, we're still having the veg patch and the allotment as our main growing areas, but I'm designing all these gardens to be their own standalone systems, imitating what you might have in your own gardens. And we're going to try and grow as much food as we can in each area as if it's one household. Now, we will be utilising things like hanging baskets and vertical gardening to try and make as much use of the space that we have available in each area. And when we create these gardens, we're going to try and spend as little money as possible, recycling what we can, reusing what we can, finding things for as cheap as we can, be it from secondhand shops, Facebook Marketplace, eBay or car boots. That being said, I do believe in being frugal and never cheap. So I will spend money in areas that I think it's worthwhile. An example of that would be my veggie pod. Now, I brought my veggie pod a couple of years ago now, and I know that it's produced more food than the initial outlay in its first year alone. So now we're getting more food from it than what it cost. So that for me is a key feature that I want to involve and include in this system. When it comes to plants, we're going to be growing food that we eat first and foremost, but try to maximise the crops that we get from the space given. This could be we grow dwarfing plants, which I've never been a fan of in the past. We could grow crops that we get two crops from, such as potatoes and tomatoes, for example. We're going to record what we spend and how much we get from each area and how much time we put into each area as well it's a lot of ground to cover and i'm hoping i can get others involved including yourself to share how we get on and really inspire more people who are financially struggling and this cost of living is going to cripple them in order to think about growing their own food we're going to be an example of what we can do so if you have any ideas or suggestions or anything you would like to be included 
please don't hesitate to get in touch. I would love to hear from you on your thoughts and what we can do. This is a, a subject very close to my heart and seems to be something I think we can really get into. Anyway, let's get back to the gardening. It is Sunday the 27th of March 2022 today, Mothering Sunday. So I did have to pop out and see my mother and Amanda's mum did pop down for a bit of lunch. So I've had a day where it's been a bit stop and starty, haven't been able to do much. I've also been on call this weekend, so I haven't had, uh, haven't been called out thankfully, but there was always a risk that anything I started could have had to be cancelled due to being on call. And I'm just actually sat down on top of my sub pod at the moment, looking across my garden with the chickens in front of me, and I'm just sort of thinking to myself, you know, how lucky am I in this garden? Uh, Roxy's just came running out of the kitchen, so I think she's going to come up and say hello as well. But I just think, how lucky am I to have this garden? I absolutely love it. And as you've just heard, there are going to be a few changes happening in the garden. And what I've been doing today is kind of measuring up and drawing out plans that um, are going to follow with the various areas that we have just spoken about. Now, where do I start? The windowsill gardening you're going to hear about in just a moment, but just outside my podding shed is where I plan to have my uh, balcony garden so there is going to be a few pots maybe raised beds uh, some hanging baskets of stuff just to replicate what can be done in a balcony garden then in my patio area similar sort of thing lots of pots can be lots of pots and possibly hanging baskets as well to try and grow as much food as we can out there the front garden, now the front garden has been on the, the plans for a long time, but I've been measuring out there and looking at what I need to do out in the front garden. A lot of ripping out the privet bushes, a lot of fruit bushes are going to go into the front garden. Then the main back garden. So one thing that we're going to be doing is moving the chickens. Chickens are going to go into the area that I tried making into a meadow. We're going to get a bigger run for them in that area so that they have more space to go and explore. They'll probably eat up a lot of the the weeds and a lot of the plants that we don't want there but I have to dig out some of the herbs that I do have planted in that area. There goes Roxy um, and that will give me a bit more space in the veg patch area to build an extra bed. Now these are the plants that I've come together all drawn out and measured and should be a lot of fun but while it was still nice and warm I, I've got my little potting bench I uh, set that up and I started pricking out a lot more of my plants got some spinach that needed pricking out uh, some tomatoes that needed pricking out and they've all gone into what I call my plug plant maker so the idea being this a small amount of compost in the bottom that just produces a nice plug plant so I started using these last year because the root trainers are great don't get me wrong and I still use the root trainers but what I found is they use a lot of compost that not necessarily the plant always needs so the plug plants just save a bit on compost and then as they get bigger we, uh, we move them up into bigger and bigger pots. Right, now there's one area that I didn't talk about in that section with the windowsill garden. And that's because I've started building that today. And that is what I'm going to talk about right now. Well, I'm in my kitchen 
And in my kitchen, obviously, I have a window with a window sill. This window is about a metre and a half long, 30 centimetres wide. So we don't have a huge amount of growing space in there. But I think what we're going to do is try and make the most of it and grow what we can. In order to prepare this, what I've done is I've just cleared everything off this windowsill. Over the winter, I do tend to try and grow herbs and things on this windowsill, which the herbs will be going back in a moment. But I also had cardamom, turmeric and ginger growing here, which uh, they're not going to stay here. We're going to move those off somewhere else. With it cleared and wiped down, I've added some towels along here just to protect the paintwork. When I've done this before, I have damaged the gloss work on the windowsill. And I don't want to do that again because I was very, uh, very, um, ups oh, the wife was very upset with me when I'd done that before. So I'm just taking that precaution. And then on top of these towels, I'm placing lots of saucers. Now, I've gone for the rectangular garden saucers that you can buy from a garden centre or uh, somewhere like that. They're not that expensive, really. They're made of plastic, and these ones are a sort of a beigey, browny colour. They're not that expensive, but what I'm, I do want to get over i've bought these years ago so for this project today they've not cost me any money effectively they're years old if you haven't got any go have a rummage uh, in some old second-hand shops or car boots and you might be able to find some for not very much money or anything that you can find that's going to not allow water to seep through is going to be good for this something that hold on to water and act like a saucer i think a lot of what we're going to be doing in this project is about reusing recycling and not spending a huge amount of money now, down one end, I'm going to have my pots of herbs. Now, this is a collection of herbs that we grow throughout the winter. We sow quite regularly and we'll keep replenishing as we use up. So, for example, at the moment, I've got parsley, coriander, basil and chives. So that's four herbs straight away. They're ready to go and they're going to be used a lot. They're very tasty. I do like all my herbs in case you can't work it out. I always say that actually if you are struggling with space, I think herbs are probably one of the best things to grow in a small space. The reason I say that, herbs are expensive when you buy them from a supermarket. Yet you use herbs a lot in cooking Pretty much every meal I cook, we add herbs too for that extra flavour plus all the health benefits. Also, I'm a big believer if we take oregano or oregano, depending on how you pronounce it, and chop that up, sprinkle that over some cheese on toast, it does add a new dynamic to cheese on toast and make them very, very tasty. So that's another reason that I believe that herbs should definitely be used if you don't have much space. Next to that, we have a collection of salad leaves and microgreens. Now, what I'm using to grow these in is these plastic containers that my puppy's dog food comes in. They're about five centimetres long, four centimetres wide and two centimetres high. So they're pretty small, but fill them up with a bit of compost and uh, scatter a few seeds over the top be it microgreens or salad leaves, place them up here, add a bit of water, and there you go. They are good to go. And they're pretty good, actually, for growing a lot of the things that I'm talking about. And then down the far end, we're going to have a few chili plants, because they don't take up a huge amount of space. 
and they can grow in pots quite happily. And a dwarf tomato. The variety I'm choosing is Mini Bell. These, again, they don't take up a huge amount of space. I'm a bit unsure how the tomato is going to work out, but it's going to be a fun experiment just to see what happens with all these. Now, you may be listening to this and thinking, that's all well and good, Richard. You've got the seeds and you've got the equipment already there, ready to go. And the whole point of this project is to try to save money on growing your food while to be able to continue to pay the bills i'm a big believer that recycling is going to be a key issue as you heard i'm using my puppy's food trays because i find them just to be a great size for pots i always have held on to pots that aren't broken and i've kept them in a bin down the bottom of my garden i'm sure lots of gardeners out there have got a collection of pots that are just taking up space Go and have a word if you know anybody like that and you're struggling for some pots and see if you can just get some pots off them. In Perhaps in return for mowing the lawn or something. I, I don't know, just trying to think out loud here or on options that we could do to make this affordable. Of course, we could use old cups or something like that that may be no good for use in the kitchen but can be used for this whole range of things that we could just think about to grow these in the compost now the compost is a particular subject that i've struggled with for this project i am lucky that i can produce compost on quite a big scale but i still can't produce enough added to that i wouldn't want to use homemade composting tools there's a good chance it'll smell there's a probably a good chance you're going to get weeds which you might eat without knowing what they are so when it comes to compost particularly indoors i am going to say buy the best that you can afford there is one thing i don't think you should skimp on and that is compost now the reason i say that last year i did buy some compost from a supermarket it was pretty cheap not the reason i brought it but it was because it was a convenient the trouble is nothing grew in that compost and I will not be buying that compost again. I am actually setting up an experiment down the allotment to try and test different composts just to see quite what we have and how they work out there and see how the different brands work out. But for this project to grow your own to combat the cost of living cost crisis, go to a garden centre or go to a, a supermarket and buy a decent brand of compost. Not their own brand, but a decent brand. And what, there's a few out there that are quite recommended. New Horizon is one that is very well recommended. There's, um, I like B&Q's own brand as well. And then Silver Grow as well are also another brand that I've found to be pretty good. They aren't cheap. And they're certainly not the cheapest on the market, but I believe in spending money where it needs to be. There's no point spending a fiver and it doesn't perform. I'd sooner spend a tenner and it performs and does the job. And then there's the seeds, of course. Where can you get the seeds from? Again, this is very easy for me to say this. I've got a huge collection of seeds. When it comes to the microgreens, I'm using old herb seeds and old cabbage seeds where well, I've opened the packet a couple of years ago and haven't used them all up. So they are going to be used for my microgreens. The herbs, well, again, I've got plenty of seeds. I've got to say, I think 
If you are looking to save money, seeds are probably the cheapest way to go because you can get quite a few seeds which will give you a lot of plants. You don't have to sow all the seeds in one go. Let's not forget, sow a few now and sow a few more in a few weeks' time. But the idea being that that one pound packet of seeds, for example, you might be able to get a couple of years worth out of it. But again, if you can get it for cheaper, there are ways. Something I know people can do is buy herbs from a supermarket that they are sold already in pots and ready to go. The idea being you use them quite quickly. They're not always that well looked after and they're not always that cheap but they are cheaper than buying the pots from a garden centre. You can take those home, look after them, and they'll give you a, at least a few herbs for a while, and it's certainly going to be a quick way to get your herb garden up and running. Otherwise, again, have a word with some old gardeners, see if they've got any spare seeds, or take cuttings. Rosemary, thyme are just a couple of herb plants I can think of that are very easy to take cuttings from and get some good extra herbs from in the coming months so there we go that is my windowsill garden up and running now we may add to this in the future we may change things this is the whole idea of what we're going to do over this next year so keep following to find out how we get on right let's get back to the gardening It is Monday the 28th of March 2022 today. I am back in the potting shed. Now, Roxy's just barking outside. Um, on the way home from work, I did stop off at the allotment and just did a little bit more weeding. I know that's something I feel like I talk about all the time, but it's such an important part of our job. Um, and, you know, I spend just like 20 minutes a day down on the allotment now. The evenings are light enough. And what I find when I do this is that it helps me just keep on top of the weeds. So 20 minutes, half hour at the push, uh, every day, and the allotment just looks so much better for it. But then I came home, and I decided it was time to sow some seeds. And what I've decided to do, I've sown a collection of seeds now, I've sown some sweet peppers, which I find that although they say they can be sown now, I usually find them a little bit too late. But I wanted to give it a try and just see if it's successful. But I've also sown some seeds that I don't always have a huge amount of luck with. So I've sown some melon, watermelon and some okra. Now these I'm hoping are just going to hopefully have long enough now to grow and produce the fruits that I'm looking for. I love to eat all these fruits. Melon's just tasty. Watermelon is just delicious. Okra, I love gumbo. One of my favourite dishes uh, that I've ever eaten is gumbo and okra is quite an important part of that. So yes, very happy to get these sown and we'll see just how they get on. Now this brings us up towards the end of this week's podcast and uh, it's been a good one I hope you'll find and I hope you like the idea that I'm going on with this uh, using grow your own to help beat the cost of living crisis. Now on that note I've got a couple of bits of um, housekeeping to take care of. Firstly we are organising the Veg Grow podcast meetup. A date in the diary is the 3rd of September 2022, which is a Saturday. 
and we will be meeting up at a garden near Worthing. Now details will come out later at the time, but if you would like to email me, richard at uk to register your interest and learn more about it that would be really appreciated the hope is we're just going to meet up at this garden it's free entry so i don't want it to cost people money apart from obviously food and snacks and the usual sort of thing but we'll meet up we'll have a look around this garden and then we may head to the beach for a bit of a barbecue and a bit more laugh and joke that's the that's that that taken care of now of course you can email me at any time with any questions or anything you would like to add richard at vegwellpodcast.co.uk you can visit the website at vegwellpodcast.co.uk leave a comment and leave a voicemail now if you've really enjoyed this podcast i would really appreciate your help with a few things you could leave me a comment on your podcast app that goes a long way to helping me be found or you could become a supporting member. The supporting member is available on the vegagrowerpodcast.co.uk. It's £5 a month, and for that you get extra podcasts and a collection of seeds sent to your door each month that can be sown that month. It's a, a really good way to save money, I believe. So... I think that just about wraps everything up. Of course, you can find me on social media. Just search for the VegGrow Podcast as on there. Right, I'm going to wrap this up and head on indoors. Thank you so much. We'll be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Mm-hmm.